Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. How are you today? Such a pleasure and an honor to be on the line with you all this morning. Thank you, Coach Dorothy. So we're continuing with the topic of selling matters, the be, do, have of selling. And so in the previous episode, we covered the four do's of selling. Do create offers, and I might add, as you create offers, you want to make those offers as well because you can create them, you know, all day long. But are you making offers? So uh, do create offers, do consult with God, do create sales processes, and do create a dream experience. Uh, Keep in mind that doing is linked to being at the juncture with behavior, okay? So behavior, as you're doing these things, as you're becoming and then you're doing, that's going to impact your behavior. And so as always, as we've been uh, covering this topic, we are starting out with Zig Ziglar's quote, you have to be before you can do and do before you can have, right? And so having is the result of who we are being and what we are doing. Now let's get into our topic of selling matters, the haves of selling. So I'm going to cover just, you know, two haves, mainly because the haves as a result of being and doing related to your selling right, will vary. So you may desire to have something that's different than what I'll be covering on this call. So I just wanted to make sure that I said that because this this is all relative. Everyone that's on the call may have, you know, different desires, different goals, different plans, um, you know, different, and they're all going to be as unique as your business is and the things that God has called you to do, right? So you're becoming the person who's better at sales, right, because you're doing the things that will give you the result, right, of who you are being and what you are doing. So hopefully that is all making sense. And I tell you that, you know, even as I just said that, you know, you have to go back and listen to the previous episodes if you haven't so that you have a better understanding in terms of what we're talking about. So anyway, so have sales is what we're going to talk about today, right? Because you are becoming and then you're doing. And so one of the results of that is you're going to have more sales, right? And by now we know that a sale is a transaction between two or more parties in which the buyer receives a tangible or intangible uh, goods, services, or assets in exchange for money. If you want more business to bring in more money, there are actually four methods um, to increase revenue, right? There's four things that you can do in order to increase revenue, okay? Because I know as a business owner, you want to increase your revenue, right? And so um, there are actually four methods. 
uh, increasing the number of customers or clients, increasing the average transaction size, increasing the frequency of transactions per customers, and raising the prices. So let's get into that just a little bit here. Increasing the number of customers means you're trying to bring in more people into your virtual door because most of you who are on the call, uh, you have a virtual door, you have a consulting business, or you have a, a coaching business, or you know maybe you even have you know an e-commerce business. Um, uh, those of you that's on the call, and so this this strategy really is just really kind of straightforward, right? The more people that come into your, if you're if you're a brick and mortar, or even if you're <coughs> e-commerce, the more visitors that you have, <coughs> excuse me well, equal to, you know, more tabs if you're a restaurant, right? Or the more visitors that you have to your virtual business, the more opportunities you will have to make sales, right? And so that's what brings in more money. I mean, that's kind of like straightforward, right? So increasing the number of customers or clients means you are going to be bringing in, your objective is to bring in more people, so that's one way. Increasing the average transaction size means that you're, you're, you're wanting to get each customer or client to purchase more. And this is typically done through a process that, that's called upselling. And most of you on the call have seen this. You've gone and clicked on somebody's <clears throat> you know, program or somebody's you know, link, and there was an upsell, right? For example, you know, in coaching, in a coaching business, maybe you clicked on somebody's link and because they were selling a book, right? And and then all of a sudden there's another offer, right, to their course that accompanies their book, right? Uh, and so when you purchase things like that, that, when you see things like that, that's an upsell, right? And so, and you see that, of course, in restaurants, right, when you go to, you know, purchase a, a particular entree or something, then they offer you, you know, well, would you like a slice of Godiva chocolate cheesecake? <laughs> you know, I had to throw that in. Anyway, um, and so you see this, you know, in, in terms of businesses when they're wanting to increase the transaction, average transaction size, okay? So, Again, the first one was increasing the number of clients or customers, and the second one was increasing the average transaction size. And then the third one is increasing the frequency of transactions, right? Encouraging people to purchase from you more often. And so it goes back to what I was saying about, you know, creating offers and making offers, right? <clears throat> and so if you uh, want to increase the frequency of the transactions, then you got to make more offers, right? You got to encourage people to purchase from you more often, right? And so, uh, the more frequently they visit your virtual consulting firm or your virtual e-commerce store, right? Then the more revenue that will bring in because you're, you're, you have more to offer, and so you're increasing the frequency of transactions. And then the last one is raising the prices. And a lot of us struggle with this one right here. We don't want to raise the prices because we think that 
well, how are they going to, you know, they can't afford my prices or they can't afford, you know, whatever kind of excuses and things that we come up, you know, stories that we come up in, in our heads, right? But when you assume those things about people, right, you, you, you really don't know whether they can because here's the thing, you know, and I know you know people like this. People will buy what they want, okay? They will go out and find the money to buy, you know, high-end type of, you know, whether it's shoes or whether it's, you know, clothing or what have you. They're going to find the money to buy what it is they want, right? But raising your prices means that you're going to collect more revenue from every purchase. So the, the example that comes to mind right now would be in a coaching business, if you sell two $5,000, you know, coaching packages or what have you, then you've, you've made $10,000, right? So by raising your prices, you're going to collect more revenue from each, per, uh, each person, purchase. And so that's just like two people, right? So consider those, these types of uh, things so that you can have sales, right, or you can increase your revenue. And so the next thing I wanted to talk about was having clients. So that's number two. The first one was having sales, and I gave you the four <clears throat> types of of uh, things that you can do to increase, you know, your sales. And so now we're talking about having clients. And <clears throat> here's the thing. It's not just one, not just any client, right, but an ideal client. A lot of times we're out there, you know, in this uh, online uh, space, you know, just looking for clients, like just, just numbers, you know, just just give me a client. You don't want just a client. You want the type of client that is interested in purchasing your product or service, right, <clears throat> because they realize that what you have is of value to them, someone that's willing and ready to buy your product or service, right? Why is this important? Because you always want to be creating products and services for those who you who are your ideal client. The more you create these items, you speak to them, <clears throat> you speak their language, and you cater to their specific needs, the more they're going to be apt to purchase from you time and time again. <clears throat> and so I created this, this, this short list of ways that you can find clients. And this is, you know, going to be familiar to a lot of people that's on the call, but sometimes it's just a reminder, okay? So one way, as we, you know, you probably already know is referrals, right? When it comes to your business, don't be afraid to ask for referrals. You can ask from current clients. You can ask from past clients. You can ask from people that you, um, you know, already know that perhaps they haven't been a client but they're familiar with your, your, your products and your services, your work ethic, you know, and things like that. So don't be afraid to ask for referrals. Networking. And we know that this can be done in many ways, right, whether it's virtual or in person. 
being a small business owner, a solopreneur, meeting new people and building your network is essential, right? And this obviously can be done, you know, at conferences, you know, workshops. But if any of you have been on our networking event, you know that there has to be a strategy in place, right? And this is going to be a shameless plug again. I can tell you if you're looking to attend a great networking event, then you want to attend ours, right? Not only is it a great networking event, but you can also learn the keys to networking. But networking is key and is essential to your uh, business and, and finding clients. Hosted events. It's one of the best things that we did in our AAC business is creating our own event. And we've been uh, having our events every Wednesday, another shameless plug. And so we've been hosting our virtual networking events, and it really just kind of started out of Dorothy and I, you know, discussing, or she was probably listening to my frustration (laughs) about I was expressing the fact that I was really frustrated going to these networking events that always, they were boring, they were, you know, always focused on setting up these one-on-one meetings to, 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 to sell you something, right, rather than building a relationship with you. And so, you know, I was, as a result of having this discussion, she was like, well, you know, like Dorothy will say, you know, so why don't you just create your own event? You know, and so it was like, well, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And so the added benefit of that is that people actually come to you instead of you having to go to them. And you can, and this exposes you to, you know, uh, a captive audience, right? So hosting your own events is really a good way of getting more clients. And so the other uh, last one is JV. Uh, partnerships, which JV is just another, <clears throat> it's just an acronym for um, joint venture. And joint venture is just a temporary partnership with two companies or two, um, you know, individuals form a, a, a partnership, right, that is mutually beneficial to both people. You share the, you know, cost, the risks, and the rewards, right? And so that's another way that you can actually kind of, you know, speed up the process in terms of getting uh, new clients. So those are the two primary ways that I wanted to, you know, share with you because having clients and having sales is how you're going to increase your revenue, right? More revenue and cash flowing into your business becomes, uh, comes from increasing sales and having more clients, right? And these Tactics, you know, are going to be different. These strategies are going to be different for everyone that's on the call. But the thing to remember is that they should actually complement each other. Your strategies are going to be different, but even in your own individual businesses, the the things that you come up with in terms of increasing sales and, and having more clients, the, those strategies should complement each other because it's, it's like one of my mentors says, it all works, right? It's either working on you or it's working on the thing that you're working on. So 
the, 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 there's no one perfect strategy. It's just the one that you are consistent at and the one that you do and master, right? That's going to get you the results that you want. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. But as always, I'm curious, was there anything that was said today or even this week so far that resonated with you? If you got something from the call, feel free to share with the hashtag Selling Matters. Hashtag be, do, have, and hashtag wisdominspired podcast. And also, remember, you can go to wisdominspired.net to subscribe, find the links to the platforms where you can listen to previous episodes, leave us a review. And lastly, if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line, same time, next time, same place, same station, with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.